Sinagra Report, the Great Sunrise Wellness Center, located right in Sables, right off Sunrise uh, Highway, ladies and gentlemen, right before the Lakeland Avenue exit. Little strip center there. Uh, the Great Sunrise Wellness Center, li.com. Sunrise Wellness Center, li.com. It's stated on this segment. You don't hear anywhere else. Vital information uh, from uh, Dr. Ron Sanagra, who joins us right now. We say a very good morning to you, sir. How are you? Everything okay? Yes, everything's good. Enjoying uh first snow we've had in quite some time. It's quite beautiful out there. Seven hundred days. Seven hundred days. Sh- shattering the old record. My lord. Seven hundred days. How about that? that? Yeah. Hey, uh, did you see uh the New York Post on Dr. Fauci? Um the old flip flopping uh, and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's it's funny how he uh he said I can't remember over a hundred times. <laughs> Yeah. Um, You know, it's amazing. Think about the early days of Fauci. He was on the cover of every magazine. He was portrayed, actually, by Brad Pitt, if you remember, in an SNL skit. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, this guy, this guy's stock was as high as anyone on the planet. And look where he is today. Is that unbelievable? I mean, he has fallen so fast. He's actually fallen well below the Philadelphia Eagles right now. I mean, uh, that's how bad Fauci's reputation has well, been. Not the Eagle fans out there, but that, that's how honest. high on the mountain that uh, Fauci was. He, he wasn't honest, and he flip flopped, and and he basically he lied uh, on multiple times. And you know, we live in a digital world. You know, you know, ask the president of Harvard. We can go back and find things that you said, and we can, you know, and it just gives everybody just a little bit of time, and they can backtrack and catch everything that you said and did in the past, and it, it comes back to bite you. And that's what it did with him. But I, you know, it's funny. I, I think we all, I think the country learned a big lesson from that. You know, unelected bureaucrats should never have that much power. And, you know, this country basically was, you know, at the will of his, uh, of Dr. Anthony Fauci. And anything he said, we did. And and it can't work that way. It's, it's not healthy. Um, it's not... Well, you know, it's not healthy, but, you know, here's the problem. You got to come clean. The gain-of-function stuff, to me, um, was the straw that put the camel's back, the lying, you know, his confrontations with Rand Paul, uh, left and right. Those two should have gotten a mud wrestling ring crying out loud. It's, it's but you the, know what gain not of telling of the is. truth. Not telling I mean, of the truth is the biggest problem. Warfare. Now, here's the thing, Doc. You could flip-flop, you know, on vaccinations left and right because it was a, you know, it was a moving target. I, I I don't kill him as much on that as I do with the lying as far as gain of function and the dollars committed uh, to China, Wuhan, and everything else. Yeah, you, know, you got to come clean. You're asked a question, you got to come clean. Don't give me this uh, nonsense. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I, I, that that to me doesn't fly. That to me says you're lying. You're outright lying, and that's what Fauci's going through right now. Well, it, it seems that a lot of Fauci and his buddies in, in the pharmaceutical industry they had patents for all this stuff. So they were they were creating this gain of function stuff, and they'd have the patents for it prior to even developing it. Yeah. So they're developing these things, they're having the patents, and then they're making the patents for the vaccines, and it was just like a billion-dollar scam. Uh, it's horrible. But enough on Fauci. Uh, you know, sooner or later, hopefully that... But no one... You know, it's funny. No one gets punished anymore, Jay. 
No one, no one gets called to the nope. mat. No one, no one pays the piper. They, they just, they just, they take their golden parachute and they move on. And listen, he's got a pretty good golden parachute. I'll tell you that much. The last about ten lifetimes uh, with <laughs> the money sure. that he has uh, taken in. Yeah, I mean, there's all the pensions and everything else. My goodness, uh, but that's that's, uh, true. that's, hey, that's another continue, day. Let's continue with our discussion because you know uh, we were talking about optimizing immune function and how to build a sh- how to build a strong immune system. And if everyone would recall, the last couple of weeks. Uh, we were talking about the first week was mitochondrial energy um, and how to maintain and rebuild mitochondrial energy reserves for your immune cells because your immune cells require massive amounts of energy, especially when they're engaging an infection or an antigen. And we talked about using supplements like NAC and carnitine, coenzyme Q10, alpha lipoic acid, and my favorite, nicotinamide riboside, to keep your mitochondria strong as uh, in your immune system. The next, last week we talked about barrier functions and how vital it is to keep your mucosal barriers strong in your gut lining, your sinorespiratory area, and uh, your genital urinary area and the genital urinary tract. We use the 4R system of remove, replace, re-inoculate, and repair to rebuild the gut lining and to make sure that we stop leaky gut and keep a strong barrier between the outside environment and the inner environment and uh, prevent your immune system from having to deal with excess uh, antigens and excess uh, microbes. And today's a real good one, and it's an interesting one. Today, I want to talk about... uh, proper hygiene practices. And last week we talked about, you know, the Spanish flu and um, <clears throat> and the big four, excuse me. But proper hygiene practices are really important for building a strong immune system. And there's been this, uh, you know, epic historic battle between human health and infectious diseases uh, for as long as mankind can recall. Uh, and we have this dual responsibility between personal hygiene and also community hygiene and community hygiene practices. Without the basics in hygiene, infectious disease can be devastating. And we see that in in the third world. And and the real big community responsibilities are the big four, clean water, sewers, garbage removal, and proper uh, food distribution. Ironically, the modern trends towards a highly sanitized environment is actually... uh, in in, in developed countries is creating a new type of immune-related infectious disease problem or dilemma. Uh, It's called the hyperhygiene effect. And this hypothesis proposes that children with little to no access to germs and microbes during the early stages of immune development will have an adverse or a inappropriate immune response later in adolescence and adulthood. So basically what we're saying is that we're we're going to the other extreme. In it, we're we're hyper sanitizing everything. And we saw that during COVID where you know where people were just, you know, spraying down everything uh and bleaching everything and that's not good practices because we must 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 engage in our environment we must be we can't isolate ourselves from our environment and the perfect example of this was when we had the outbreak and Jay you'll remember this right after the pandemic we had a big outbreak of RSV especially in the children and the the outbreak when they asked the medical doctors I, I don't know if it was the CDC or it was the, the health departments but I know it was a lot of the MDs on TV and I saw it multiple places when they asked them what's going on why is this this outbreak of RSV and they 
directly came right out and said, this is a direct result from masking due to the pandemic. When we masked the kids and they were not engaging in their environment, it weakened their immune system. And especially wearing the mask, it affected their respiratory tract because every, um, every toxin in your body, every single toxin is expelled in your breath. Not in great amounts, but every single one is expelled in your... So when you wear a mask, you're holding in so many toxins. Very unhealthy to wear a mask for extended periods. And when I see people running with a mask, I see people on a treadmill with a mask, I'm like, oh my Lord, you put yourself under cardiac stress and, and you're... You know, that's ox- a good point. I noticed that the other day. I was at the gym and I'm seeing this woman with a mask working out vigorously. And I'm saying to myself, really? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's good. You know, I was saying, well, I, don't, I don't know if that's really all. No, it's not good. It's uh, not listen. good. Now, I understand. You know, you, you know they're not doing it because uh, they're doing it most likely out of fear. Because if they're in the gym and they're working out hard like that, they're probably not sick and they probably don't have comorbidity. I mean, someone who's got a comorbidity, you know, a, a, an illness or a disease that's weakening them, they're probably not in the gym working out vigorously. So she's probably d- just doing it out of fear and, and, and thinking that she's actually protecting herself. But, you know, you're putting yourself under cardiac stress and you're limiting oxygen intake and you're limiting the ex the exhalation of, of toxins and CO2. That's just not a good idea. So ironically speaking, though, you know, when we limit our contact with our environment, like we did with the mass of the children, we had that RSV break, uh, RSV outbreak. Um, we know that children who have uh, C-section deliveries have a much weaker immune system than natural childbirth? And the answer is why? Well, we discussed this on a prior show that we did. When the child passes through the birth canal of the mother, the, the baby picks up a lot of the bacteria that's in the birth canal. And that bacteria gets into the sinorespiratory area and in through the mouth, into the into the digestive tract and the esophagus of the of the baby. And that starts the process of building the microbiota in the child. So nature knows what it's doing. And when we alter nature's processes, we seem to have a problem. And I can only just say from my own observations, when we think we know more than nature, it bites us in the butt every single time. So it's ironic that our interaction with the environment actually makes our immune system much stronger. Um, And then there's something called the pruning effect. Now, childhood, excuse me, chronic diseases in this country have exploded in the last 40 to 50 years. The pruning effect is a hypothesis that states by not allowing a child's immune system to encounter its environment and through the prevention of childhood illnesses like chicken pox and measles, we stifle the full development of the immune system, making the adult more susceptible to chronic illness, autoimmune disease, cancers, and etc. Now, that's, that's a dilemma, you know, because, but if you think about the way nature works and Childhood diseases are here for, they serve a purpose. And you, you like, disease serves a purpose? It, yeah, they do. And the childhood diseases, so as, as we think we're doing well by stopping our children from getting all these childhood diseases, could we actually be hurting the adult version of that child? Now, I don't have that answer. I, I, I think it's a fascinating question. I think it's, it, it, I think it's, it, and I think it has merit because we know when we limit a child from engaging it's an environment and we limit a child from getting sick because of hyper hygiene we actually weaken their immune system it's uh, what are your thoughts on that jay i'd like to hear them well uh, listen i i think 
you have made it quite clear in educating all of us that the best way to boost your immune system is to make sure that you got everything in place. You know, it's not just about a uh, a vaccine of any kind. What you're saying is you'd certainly do that by uh, taking the healthy supplements and to keeping in check some of the healthy foods out there and everything else, and that's how you improve yourself. Uh, it's not all about the medicine via the shot. So I think that's what you're saying as far as kids are concerned. I have to agree with you. With masks, you, you learn something all the time. But to, you know, breathe in constantly your own regarding CO2 and everything else, you know, that's not that's not a healthy. I, I, think, I think kids, you start them early. I think it makes sense as far as what you've been saying. And, uh, you know, uh, quite frankly, I kind of agree with you over the last couple of months. You know, it's an interesting thing because I'm fascinated by that pruning effect concept. I never thought of it. And when I read it, you know, a couple of years ago, I'm like, I never thought of that because you you always think, well, I'm doing the best thing, you know, by trying to prevent an illness. But in children and, and you know, that's, you know, uh, I had one professor in school. He, he used to say a, a child's immune system is like the is like the world's most talented boxer. Well, what is a, what is the world's most talented boxer need? Sparring. He needs to get in there and learn how to fight. And that, you know, and that's what engaging your environment does. Interesting way of looking at it. But I got a quote here that I want to share that, that yeah. a, a little understanding of this and where I was going with this, um, because it's, it's, it's interesting because Rudolf Virchow is, is, and I've used this quote on your show before, but he was a German medical doctor that died in the early 1900s, but he's known as the father of modern pathology. And many of his medical colleagues actually called him the Pope of Medicine. So the guy was like, he was, he, he was a big shot, you know, and he has this famous quote, and this is what it says, says, if I could live my life over again, I would devote it to proving that germs seek their natural habitat, diseased tissue, rather than being the cause of diseased tissue. Mosquitoes seek the stagnant water. They do not cause the pool to become stagnant. And that's profound. See, we don't look at it this way in our society. We look at it like we elevate the germ to the top of the pyramid. And what he's saying is, no, germs seek weakness. They seek diseased tissues. But yet we see that all the time. During the flu season, who's the most vulnerable? The oldest and the youngest, the weakest. Viruses, bacteria, microbes, they're opportunistic. They go to areas of vulnerability. So by him saying mosquitoes seek the stagnant water, they don't cause the pool to become stagnant. And what we do now is we try to hypersanitize our environment instead of making the stagnant pool clean. So we take a person who doesn't have a strong immune response and we try to hypersanitize our environment to prevent them from getting ill. And we saw that during the pandemic. We did not see one effort from anybody in the health industry on a national level to promote increasing our immune response. There was nothing that they told people to get them not to become a stagnant pond. <laughs> so I thought that that was very interesting. Uh, it's important, you know, even with COVID, who suffered the most? People with comorbidity, uh, COPD, diabetes, obesity, heart disease, the weakest, the stagnant pond, you know, as a, as a metaphor. So that's a great way of looking at it. You know, you you don't want to be a stagnant pond. You want to make yourself strong. That's the most important. So even though the germs are part of the equation, the most important part of the equation is your own immune response. 
A little side note, and and I think this is, is, Jay, you might remember this. Before COVID came, before the pandemic, do you remember they stopped recommending antibacterial uh, soap? You know, I don't remember remember that, that, no. Yeah, they did. And they stopped recommending antibacterial hand soaps because it was causing a lot of problems with skin infections. Because when you, because the antibacterial soaps were destroying the good bacteria on our skin and it was leading to, you know, um, (coughs) excuse me, it was leading to fungal infections and other types of skin issues and skin problems and skin infections. So in other words, it was killing the good bacteria on our skin that protects us. So, but then once COVID came, everything went out the window and everybody went hypersanitation. So, uh, but that was an interesting point. You know, we live in a microbial world and I found another quote from a guy before we run out of time. And we're just just about out of time. So this is Andrew Wheel. He's, you ever see this guy? He's got the big beard. He's a medical doctor. He's on Oprah all the time. But this is what he says. Since internal factors determine the nature of our relationship with the microbial world, the true causes of diseases are internal. Forgive me if I repeat myself. This point must be stressed. External material objects are never causes of disease, merely agents waiting to cause specific symptoms in susceptible hosts. So what he's saying is that the microbes are out there, but they only affect the weak, the susceptible. So it's important that we understand that hygiene and and your immune response, it's, it's, a, it's a two-part equation. We need the big four. You need personal hygiene. It's very important. And the best part of personal hygiene is washing your hands. And obviously, if you're sick, stay home. But understanding what Dr. Virchow said and Dr. Weil said is that keeping your immune system strong and yep. not becoming the stagnant pool and not becoming a susceptible host is the most important. So that was our that was our concept today of hygiene and how to build a strong immune system. That was part three of our New Year's New Year's uh, talk on how to build a strong immune system. I think today went very well, Jay. I think so. Uh, you know, it's amazing to me you, that you never became a pure immunologist because <laughs> of your knowledge. Is that something you ever wanted to do? Because you you are the most no, knowledgeable I, guy when I'm it comes to this. Fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by it. But I I I, I truly like interaction with people. Uh you know, being an immunologist and, and and getting into that phase of 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 medicine and healthcare, it's it's pure. So you're in a laboratory all day. I'd go bonkers. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> I like me, uh, but I do enjoy well. that stuff. You do it well. You do it better than anyone. And uh, you know what? You should have your day in the sun because you know a lot of uh, the the back and forth that you and I did. Listen, who was to know? what was going on, right? Uh, but it all kind of makes sense, and I give you a lot of credit because you stood your ground and everything else. I don't think I was completely wrong as far as the vaccination process is concerned. That's a whole other discussion. No, but, and, uh, and remember, you remember when he talked about becoming a susceptible host? Yes. You know, some people feel that getting a vaccine is what they're doing not to become a susceptible host, and that's very fair. If yeah. that's what you think is, is part of what you want to do, I have no problem with that. You know, the, the the problem we had with, especially through the pandemic, remember, there are two main things. They tried to blame it on the unvaxxed, which was ridiculous. And then they tried to force it on you if you didn't want it. And it was a, well, and that it was was a new wrong. experiment. Right. Those were the two things that was that I felt were diabolical. You know, yeah, you can't blame it on the unvaxxed and then trying to, and then ruining people's careers because they didn't want to take an experimental vaccine. Well, yeah, um, I, that I agree with you. Uh, no one should be forced like that. No one should lose their jobs over that. Completely wrong. I mean, to me, we don't live in that type of dictatorial society. 
to have ever warranted any of those mandates, in my estimation. Um, yeah, and again, that, that's that's my opinion on it. You know, it's yeah, no, I, listen, I agree. Everything you, you mean, know? everything you say makes sense without question. It's it's taking care of your own internal system. That that is the key. Thank you, my friend. Great job today. Yeah, you be safe on the roads today, and uh, I'll see you next week, pal. You got it. The great Sinagra, and that, of course, Sunrise Wellness Center, li.com. It's a great website. Everything discussed here, folks, you don't hear anywhere else. So fascinating discussions uh, it has been. To get a free consult with a man, you can make a phone call at 631-563-1444.